hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Soda Pop Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Hankins. It's nice to see you again. And uh, today is season three, episode 24. We have an amazing, awesome, wonderful guest with us today, the great Shelby Huffman. Everybody give a warm Soda Pop welcome to Miss Huffman. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's good to see you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty. I'm doing pretty. I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> honest, I'm pretty stoked right now. Okay. So can you just like, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, like about what the things you do, what you're into, just like a brief rundown. All right. So my name's Shelby Huffman, as he just told all of you. Um, I'm about to commission as a Army Reserve Second Lieutenant Officer. So that will be really exciting. Uh, I'm a fashion designer and I'm a nerd for gaming, PC gaming specifically. So that's a little bit about me and things that I enjoy and that I love. So if you got like Sims 3, Sims 4, and even Warzone, I am on Warzone. So don't worry about it. If you want to come play, I do enjoy playing that as well. Um, but yeah, that's just a little rundown of me and kind of like what I enjoy. So yeah. Oh, I did not know that. That's so awesome. What would you say your favorite game is? <laughs> um, I'm a Sims junkie by heart. But I recently got into Warzone and I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm an adrenaline junkie and the whole time my heart's just like pumping and I'm just like running. I feel like I'm in the game. <laughs> so I, I do enjoy that. I love it. So. Oh, my gosh. She's so cool, guys. She's so cool. OK. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so uh, like you said, fashion designer, right? Um, yeah. I want to know, like, how did you like what was your moment where you were like, oh, my gosh, I love fashion and this is something that I want to do as like a career and like something I want to pursue? Like, what was that moment for you? So for me, I've really just, I've always been creative. Like even, and I know like all kids are creative, like we do arts and crafts and stuff, but I just really enjoyed it. I did not enjoy sitting behind a desk and like reading book work. I was really a hands-on learner. Like if you gave me a task or you gave me something to build or something to do with my hands, I could do it and I loved it. And I had all the passion in the world for it. But I will tell you like a cool, like funny little story. Um, growing up, I have a younger sister and my mom would make me play Barbie dolls with her. I hated it. I hated playing it, but I loved dressing them up. Like I, I loved putting them in clothes. And I know everybody says like, oh, I was poor growing up. Like we were legit poor growing up. Like I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I would take like old clothes and I would cut them up and I would glue them to the Barbie dolls and make like new outfits for them because we couldn't go out and like buy all the cutest little trends and all the little accessories that you could get for them. So I started doing that. And then as I got older, I was like, hmm, I could just kind of play around with stuff myself. And then I was 10, my parents got me my first sewing machine. It was like this little tiny purple sewing machine. I probably stuck my finger like a thousand times trying to figure out how to use it because my mother had no idea. Um, and I started just sewing. I started making like, they were so ugly. I don't know why I even thought of these, but they were like these little handbags made out of like quilting material. It was so bad, but I was 10. Like I thought I was like some hot shot in New York city, like making these little things, but I enjoyed it and I loved it so much. But growing up in like a small town, like all we really had was like 
factory workers or medical staff or you know you'd grow up and be a teacher like nobody was really fashion aesthetic like nobody really cared about like their clothes or really exploring like their creativity with it or expressing themselves like that really wasn't a thing growing up in the small town that I did and so I really loved doing that and I wanted to jump into it and I went through like a bunch of different like changing majors through college. I'd done nursing for a year um, and I was like, oh, this takes a very special person to do this. God bless all the nurses of the world, but I'm not that special person. <laughs> um, and then I went through teaching for like a semester. I was like, oh, I'll be a high school science teacher. And it didn't really make any sense because I was like, I hate school and I hate science <laughs> and that was like why can't I do the thing that I enjoy like I'm doing this on the side for fun like why can't I just do this for a living and I would love my job and like my mom she always told me she was like find something that you love and she was like and then figure out how to make money doing it and like you'll never feel like you're going to work every single day I mean obviously your job's gonna have ups and downs but you're gonna love what you're doing and that's what I'm doing now and I finally went and got my associate degree in fashion merchandise, fashion merchandising, and then went on for my bachelor's. And I love it. I love what I do. It's, it's incredible. And it's so much fun. And it's always something new. And when I get like a new client who wants something custom, it's new for me because I get to make something new based off of their personality and what they want to express themselves. So I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, that's amazing. And guys, listen, uh, that's that's a really important, really important life lesson to go on. Like if you uh, I know it's a saying uh, it's like um, if you do what you love, uh, you'll never work a day in your life. And a lot of the people that I've uh, that I've talked to on this podcast, they it's like a running thing, like everybody's doing what they what they love and they and they're so passionate and enjoying it, you know, and there's nothing wrong with like, you know. Finding a career that you can learn and grow into that you don't necessarily love but yeah. I think it is really important to primarily focus on things that uh, make you happy because like you said everybody has to start somewhere I mean I worked in a grocery store I was a pharmacy technician I worked in a restaurant I know all about washing them dishes <laughs> you have to start somewhere to get to where you want to be in the future but it's all about like how much work you're going to put into it and how bad you really want it. And you'll get there. Exactly. Exactly. Let that be a lesson guys. Listen. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and also this love and, uh, Oh wait, by the way, I wanted to ask you, what do you think you if you had to say what your aesthetic is, uh, at the moment, like of today, like your aesthetic, what would that be? I'm curious. Like my fashion aesthetic. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, I would probably say I'm more of kind of stuck in the 90s right now. Like I'm in the the tube top, the shoulders shown kind of aesthetic. Uh, but if I'm going out to dinner or something, I'm definitely more of the Jackie Kennedy style. <laughs> I'm in like a really like simple cut dress like great material, uh, really classy looking, either like hair in a bun or kind of curled back. But like every day I'm stuck in the 90s, mom jeans, tube top, shoulder showing. That's that's me right now. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's awesome. OK, uh, so, you know, you had this uh, this love for fashion. And like you said, you did grow up in a pretty small town. So 
what was uh like what were some besides i know you mentioned the barbie dolls as well what were some other ways that you kind of nurtured this uh passion for or for fashion like what were some ways that you exercised your expression for it uh, i should say so as far as like exercising your expression i would say it really as far as growing it's really all about the people you surround yourself with you know um because i know people who love something but they're maybe not such around a positive influence and they're really stagnant in their life and career and they're not growing because they're not around people that challenge them to grow and to chase what they're trying to chase after for me it was just being around those positive people being around people that shared the passion that i have for fashion almost as much as i did they wanted to see me grow and they were like hey i haven't seen you you know design anything for a little while like what are you doing and so they're pushing me and they're checking up on me like hey like i haven't seen i haven't seen anything on the website or i haven't seen you you know try anything on and and put it on your story so like why like what's going on and i'm like oh i've just had this going on they're like well you need to get back into it and i'm like you know what they're right like i haven't i haven't sewn in a minute so i need to jump back in there but it's because they care and they want to see me grow with it i look at my mom for example great person. And when I say like being around successful people and putting successful people in your life, I don't necessarily mean like money and, and fame. To me, a successful person is somebody who has great relationships. Um, they have a great family or they're in love with their career and they love what they do. To me, that's what makes a, a successful person, not just somebody who has a lot of money or drives a Lambo. You know, of course we all want the Lambo, don't get me wrong, but it's not just the money. Um, when I mentioned my mom, I took a look at her they don't live, my parents don't live in a big fancy house. They live in the same house we grew up in my whole childhood. Um, the baseboards are like cracked and everything else. So it's the same, the same thing. But she went back to school when she was 48 years old. Sorry, mom, if you're listening, I'm just giving away your age. Don't hate me. I love you lots. Um, but she went back to school and got her master's degree in medical laboratory technology. And now she's the director over a medical lab in a hospital. And she got her master's degree online during COVID. And now she's the director and she's getting to be managing the people instead of being on her feet all day long in a hospital. And she has a great relationship with my father. They are the best partners. He's always there supporting her. She raised three of us kids that I think turned out fairly well. We all love each other and we're all in contact. To me, that's a successful person. You know, she she worked hard and went back to school, even though she's a little bit older, not old, older, not old, not old. Um, and yeah, and she and she did a great job raising us with, you know, the means that she had and having a great family. Like to me, that's successful. That's what I want to be. I want to love my job as much as she loves hers. I want to have that great, successful marriage and kids and a family. You know, that's that's what I want. And so I think when you surround yourself by those types of people that have that drive and have that motivation for something they love, it will influence you to go after the thing that you love, like me going after fashion. So I think really just cultivating that environment around yourself is really what's going to make you successful, make you want to be more successful. 
Oh yeah, true that. Hey everybody, hold on. Give a give a warm soda pop. Uh, shouts out to Shelby's mom. Everybody, give a hand. <laughs> <to Shelby's mom. laughs> oh, that got me kind of motivated right now. Like I feel like I want to run a marathon. Okay, um, that's amazing. <laughs> and uh, that's a really awesome answer. And I, I definitely agree with you. That's that's amazing. Um, I do definitely agree. And I do like your definition of success as well. I think that's really important to distinguish because a lot of people think that uh, success is tied to like monetary gain and uh, status, you know, but that I think I completely agree that that is the, well, for me personally, uh, I do think that that is a very, very accurate depiction of success to have those relationships. Cause that's really what it's all about. You know, that's what keeps mm -hmm. you going is money can only get you so far. Um, and uh, status can only get you so far, you know, like a lot of people who are rich and famous aren't even really happy, you know, uh, they crave those yeah. relationships. Yeah, it's not like, you know, you'll see people, they'll have thousands and thousands of followers all over their social media, but they might not even have one person in their inner circle that they can really rely on and really trust. So how is that going to cultivate later on in the future when they're trying to be successful and they have nobody that they can lean on? So I think, yeah, I mean, it's more than just, you know, like your social media and having all these followers, you need to have your followers in your corner in real life in that close circle. So you'll motivate yourself and them and y'all drive and everyone's successful together. I think that's really important. And you are an awesome. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I remember you did do, I, I forgive me. I forgot. Was it you recently did a, a competition. What was the name of that competition? Yeah, yeah. So it was the Alabama Fashion Alliance. Um, they hold like a competition uh, every single season. So they'll do like one in the spring. They'll do like one in the fall. Um, I didn't win, unfortunately, but it, I love the experience from it. And I love being able to share people like, hey, yeah, you can go do this. You can build a collection of designs and showcase them. And it gave me an opportunity to meet other people there. So I met other models in the industry. I met other designers in the industry, photographers in the industry. It gave, even though I didn't win, which, you know, obviously you want to win. Everybody's competitive and something that they love. But I still gained connections from it. And to me, like that was still that was still great because having those connections later on down the road, they can be like, oh, yeah, I saw her work or like, oh, yeah, like she should have won. Because, I mean, of course, you're going to think you should have won. I mean, who's not going to think that? <laughs> but it, it gave me that opportunity to meet other people. And I loved it. I loved it. And I would do it again. If they, if they had another one tomorrow, I would showcase again. I love it. Well, that's amazing. Hey, I, I do agree with that as well. Like, um, even though even though you lost, you still gained something. So you yeah. didn't still win in a sense. So I, I do agree with that. Um, and I, I did, uh, I remember you saying how, you know, it is really important to have a strong uh, circle around you to keep you going. And obviously you had a very supportive mother. Oh, yeah. Also, I did want to ask you, would you, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, yeah. but did you have like a, like, other than your mother, did you have a supportive circle in your family? Like, was your oh, family supportive? Absolutely. I know people that didn't have that. And I felt so bad because I saw them go into a career that 
was going to give them money, but they weren't passionate about it. It wasn't what they wanted to do. So I've seen that. But me personally, I was lucky enough to have that supportive circle. So I, I had my mother, I had my father, my brother, my, I have an older brother. He was always pushing me. My younger sister, uh, my fiance, he pushes me. So I have a very close circle of just family mostly that just drive me to just keep going and and even though you even though you lose at something or or maybe something didn't turn out quite like you planned like just fix it redo it keep going and i love and i'm so fortunate to have that because i know a lot of people that went through the same program that i did and they ended up veering off of it and going into something else that, like I said, was going to make them money and would provide them with a sustain, sustainable future, but it wasn't something that they loved and they're not going to love it, unfortunately, and they're not going to be passionate. And I hate that because they were very creative people. Yeah, it is honestly such a shame. Um, but um, so what made you want to attend the University of North Alabama? So I went to a community college first. I got my associate degree. And then I was looking for a college that had fashion design and merchandising um, in a place that I could move and not completely break the bank <laughs> when I did. And so I was looking around and doing research and it was actually by word of mouth that my brother was dating this girl at the time. Um, it was back in like 2017 when I first came to UNA. Um, and she had mentioned, she wasn't in the program, but she had friends that were, and she had mentioned it to my brother. And my brother was like, oh, hey, like you, you gotta, you gotta check out this college because my girlfriend's talking about how they have a fashion merchandising program. And I was like, oh, cool. So I look it up. I read a little bit about it. At the time, the program wasn't so big. Cause like I said, it was 2017 when I came. Um, it was a very small fashion merchandising program. Now they have many more courses. They have many more design courses. They have more technology design courses. It's incredible to see like how much it's grown, but I was still just excited to see that a college and you know, the South offered that at all. So I was like, yep, that's where I'm going. I'll just cross over the state line from Mississippi, uh, move to Florence and yeah, it was great. I loved it. I loved the program and the people in it were amazing. The professors were amazing. It was a really great experience for me. Nice. Uh, so what what's it like being a graduate in your field? Um, hmm. Well, I graduate May 2021. So I'm about to graduate. Um, but for me, I guess it's like a little bit I guess it's a little bit challenging because I am in the military. So you do get like moved around a little bit, but I'm doing what I love because I love designing. So I, I wouldn't mind doing like a sales job. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love doing sales and speaking to people, but because I'm more of a freelancer and because I do more of custom designs, I'm able to travel and take those with me. So for me, it's completely ideal because like I said, I can take my designs with me. I meet new people in new cities. They're like, oh, I want this custom suit or I want this wedding dress or I have a whole bridal party that I want you to do. I've done that before um, and that's really fun. So for me, it's really great that I can travel with what I love, if that makes sense. Also, uh, if if it's okay, I'd like you to speak a little bit towards that because I've always wondered what it's like to, uh, you know, 
be a soldier and also be a student as well. So what what are like, can you, can you speak on that a little bit? Like how, how it was in your uh, academic career? Yeah, so I guess the, like the best way to put it is it's kind of like a double life. Uh, <laughs> I have, it's almost like two different, I mean, obviously I'm the same person, but it's like when I'm in uniform, I am like a really gung-ho, hard work, down in the dirt with the rest of them. You know, I'm out there doing everything that everybody else is. Um, and I'm more of rougher, I guess you could say. It really speaks to more of my um, physical fitness side, I guess, because I love going to the gym. I love working out. And I love the outdoors. Like, I love being outside. So I really get to feed that part of me. As whereas when I'm like in the working with fashion design, um, I'm really super girly. I get to get my nails done and do my hair and, you know, wear the cute clothes and the shoes and the handbags. So for me, I love it because I get to feed those two parts of me that are so big and make me who I am. I get to really feed and cultivate those two people that are, I guess you could say, inside of me. <laughs> but being in the military and doing this, um, because I'm in the National Guard, I'll commission and I'll go Army Reserve. Uh, but because I'm in the National Guard, I only have to go, and I guess you could, in more latent terms, I guess um, I only have to go once a month for one weekend and do Army stuff. So I'll go and do all of my military stuff one weekend a month. And when I'm in the uniform, I'm just all business, work, 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 you know, get this done, move on to the next thing. Um, and then I get to leave that part and come back to the really girly part and the rest of the month, you know, get dressed up and do the things that I love and be creative. And then I get to go back to the more physical um, aspect and do more of the outdoor kind of stuff. So I love it. Nice. That's really good. That's really good. Um, so can you tell me more? Uh, I know that you're... Um, you're the assistant of the beginning and advanced sewing design course for UNA. Can you yes. tell me, like, um, how did that come about and what's it like uh, in that position? So it came about because with the program, you have to do an internship before you graduate. Um, at the time, I was trying to go active duty in the military. Um, circumstances changed. I met someone great, got engaged. I was like, I don't want us to both be active duty. Um, so I was like, I'm going to go back more to the reserve side. Um, so those changed. But at the time, um, I was single and I was like active duty. And so to do that internship, most of the time you do an internship to gain a job out of it. You want to do really great on the internship and then have them offer you a job and then you land a job after you graduate. Well, because I was trying to go active duty, my job was going to be the military. So it really didn't fit in for me to do an internship at like a work environment or at a company because I knew as soon as I commissioned as an officer, they were gonna send me off somewhere. Um, so I didn't go that route, but I was trying to talk to my professor, like, what can I do? How can I get this internship so I can get the degree that I want? And um, I told her, I was like, I would love to be your assistant. I was like, why can't you have an assistant? I was like, I loved the fashion courses. I loved the sewing classes. I wish I could take them again, you know, because I enjoyed them. And she she had thought about it and talk, we had talked it over for, I don't know, probably about a year or so. 
And then she came back to me when it was time for me to do mine. And she was like, yeah, she was like, I talked it over with um, some of the supervisors. They're all on board. And so I got to just help assist in teaching the class. And it was so much fun because I love being in that classroom setting because our program's so much different. We don't um, not knock in the scholars because y'all are smart and there's a reason why y'all are in your field and we are in ours, but we don't do a lot of book, book work. We don't sit behind a desk and read a book and answer questions. Like our field and our environment of our program is all about creativity and all the things that we do are hands-on. They're projects and design boards and design concepts for whether it be an outfit or if you're merchandising a storefront window how you want the window display to look so like when you pop when you pop, uh, like bypass a storefront you see all the windows and the mannequins and everything lined up in there displaying their their merchandise um, there's a lot of work that goes into that and but it's a lot of creativity too and we love doing that and so in our program we don't have to sit behind the desk and just read books and stuff and so it was really awesome to get to help teach that class because I got to show people like hey this isn't just a book class you know like we 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 actually do fun things in here and then I got to help teach other people that wanted to go the same route that I did with design and it was really fun to teach them how to sew something and teach them how to put something together because they'll start out they have no idea they have no no concept of one part of the machine to the other and i teach them and i get to watch them get better with practice and putting things together and they get to their final projects and they're like wow like look at this and they have a whole outfit and they designed it they sewed it um, and I got to watch them do that. And then I love being able to see them grow towards the end of the class. And they're like, wow, like this is awesome. Um, so being able to help teach it, it was, it was really fun. It was really fun. So would you say technically that kind of feeds that teacher part of you? Cause I know you said you wanted to kind of be a teacher at one point. <sighs> That's hard. Cause I do enjoy teaching. I do enjoy. I do enjoy teaching it. I really do. It was. It was so much fun to to help the professor teach the class on that. Um, but I just don't see myself teaching like in the future because I want to be the one doing it. I would end up being the teacher and sitting behind one of the sewing machines while my student watched, and they would be like, "Well, isn't like aren't I supposed to be doing this?" And I'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, you sit down." <laughs> so, because uh, I would end up just taking over because I want to do it too. So, uh, yeah, that would be me if I ended up as a teacher. I would end up doing all your projects for you <laughs> because I would want to be a part of them too. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, and I know you already kind of basically answered this question, but I want to know, like, how exactly do you balance the life since you're about to be uh, graduated? Uh, how do you balance being a soldier while also being in your last year of college and about to, you know, go on the final frontier of your college years? Like, how do you balance that? I would say, and I know a lot of people say this, but I really try to live by it, time management. Time management is everything because even myself find myself like find myself complaining about not having enough time in a day. Like we all we all say that. And for me, I start my day at 4:45 a.m. every morning. 
Now, if it's a Saturday or Sunday, you know, I might sleep until like 637, but Monday through Friday, 445, I get up, I make breakfast, I drink my morning ritual coffee, and I listen to the news while I just kind of wake myself up. And then I'm in the gym by 6 a.m. every morning, and then I get home around like 7 a.m., 7, 7.15-ish, and then I start my day. So if I have to be at work by, you know, 9, I'll I'm in my work, I get my work done, I come home, and I'm able to get all the things that I want to get done within that day. And then a big thing is, is obviously you want to work hard throughout the week, but you also need to make time for things that you enjoy. So like three days a week and maybe like one day on the weekend, I set aside time at the end of the day to feed my gaming nerd (laughs) inside of me. So I'll make sure I get all my stuff done. So by the end of that day, I've, you know, allotted myself, you know, two or three hours where I can just like hone in. Uh, I got a whole PC set up, headset, the fancy neon mouse that glows in the night. Um, I sit down and I just go hard and game. Like, I love it. And it gives you that time to just kind of like relax because, you know, like if it's the middle of the week, like say if it's a Wednesday night and I'm gaming, like I know like, oh, I'm just relieving stress, you know, killing a bunch of people on Warzone. And then I'll wake up Thursday, you know, and it's back to work. But it was the fact that I was able to have that time, but I'm not behind on my work because I'm starting my day. Um, And that also goes into play with going to bed at a decent time. I know that's hard and like people want to stay up all the time, but I'm usually in the bed by like 9, 30, 10. That way I can wake up at 4.45. If you go to bed at 1 a.m., you're probably not going to wake up at 4.45 the next morning. I know I'm not. So it's, you know, having a good routine set for yourself during the week so you can accomplish all that you need to. And that way, when you get that free time, whatever your, you know, habit may be, minus the the gaming on the laptop, but whatever your habit is, you have time to do that and you can enjoy it and you don't feel like you're putting yourself behind because you've already finished everything that you needed to for the day. So I guess balancing both of those is definitely time management. Yes, I can't agree or stress that enough. Definitely time management is so important, especially as a as any type of student, uh, not just college, but uh, it's so important. Uh, I do want to ask a question. I, I, You are a very interesting person. And have you ever thought about uh, doing like a YouTube channel at all, like about your life, like vlogs and advice and things like that? Um, I haven't really thought about doing a YouTube channel. I used to have a blog a couple years ago. I did do that for a little while. Um, I was really big into writing at the time. So I did like a lot of writing, like personal things that I had wrote. And then I talk about like some like latest fashion trends, but I didn't really go anywhere with it. I guess because I'm more of a vocal, I'm, I'm a talker. I love to talk and communicate with people. So I guess it was a lot different when you're just typing it out and posting about it and like putting it on like a blog website. But I did do that for a little while. But like I said, I didn't carry it on. Um, but I haven't really thought about the whole YouTube channel. Uh, I guess I never really pictured myself, you know, being, you know, on a screen and being able to talk and communicate about things, but maybe, maybe, maybe it'll come back. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd be a great YouTuber. I think you could uh, provide a lot of value for people who are in the same position as you, you know, and you could be an inspiration to a lot of young people out there who are looking to be functioning 
well-productive members of society, you know? Thank you. Now, if they heard, now, if I was YouTube channel in my gaming, now that would be, I would have to charge people to listen to that (laughs) because there's no channel. That's funny. That's funny stuff right there. Yeah. That would be awesome. We're talking about success. Yeah. That would would be good. Yeah. So, Um, so what's next for Shelby Huffman? Like, you don't have to give like, you know, your, uh, I know some things you might want to keep private, but what are some things that you're interested in doing in like the next five to 10 years? Next five to 10 years. Well, the big five-year plan. <laughs> um, for me, so number one, because I want to I wanna get it over with, would just be going through Bullock, which is just training after you commission as a second lieutenant officer. Um, so mine is four months long. Um, so that's the main thing I want. I want to get that done with. That's the last thing that you need. I want to get that little certification, whatever part of my training done with. Um, then the next thing would be, I really want to create a bridal line. I love doing the complex designs that take a lot of work, a lot of attention to detail. Um, I would love to create a whole bridal collection. That would be Definitely in the top five is doing a broad collection for sure. That's that would be the main focus, and then really getting more in depth, like more in depth to menswear. So right now I'll do like custom men's suits, and I'll do alterations for guys that like need like custom fitting. But I really want to get more into menswear because I feel like a lot of the things that you see or purchase from men, they're kind of the same thing. And, you know, from brand to brand, it's always, you know, just a simple V-neck or a Henley. Um, so I would really like to dive into that and make like menswear like different, like give them something different to choose from, give them a little bit more. And when I say color, I'm not talking about like pink and yellow, but just different hues of the same shade of avocado green and gray and black, you know, giving them something different to choose from. So I guess really trying to dive into more menswear and expanding you know, my brand and what I want to do, that would also be, you know, five-year plan. Nice. And knowing, knowing you from this conversation, I know that you're going to do all that. I know you're going to succeed at all that. Anybody listening, uh, we all know that you're going to do very amazing at whatever you put your mind to. Um, well, uh, that's all that I have for you today. Um, I do want to thank you sincerely for, for being on the show. Um, I think that a lot of people will benefit from hearing this because I definitely did. Um, I feel a lot more motivated. I feel a lot more uh, inspired to do the things that I want to do and to attack it uh, with a Shelby Huffman uh, ferocity, level of ferocity. <laughs> um, so thank you so much. Uh, I want I want you guys to check out her website uh, and check out some of her work. It's really, really stellar. And I wanted, I wanted to ask you as well, because I noticed that you didn't have any social media because um, <laughs> I was going to ask you to plug, but I forgot. And uh, I was wanting to know if there was a, you don't have to say if you don't want to, but if what, what would be like a reason why you don't have. Any? So I and now I mean I'm sure if y'all looked at there's probably like an old Twitter account from like middle school somewhere off in the internet space but yeah I don't have an Instagram and I don't have a Facebook um 
I guess mainly because I'm more of an in-person. Like I want, you know, if somebody wants to contact me and they know me personally, they probably know where I'm going to be at and they probably know how to find me. So they will come to me. But I love just being in that personal contact. I love to be able to look somebody in the eye when I'm talking to them, read their body language. And it's really hard to do that when you're just communicating through a screen or, you know, typing a message or just picking up the phone and calling somebody. I'm really in person and I love to just talk and communicate to people. Um, I do have content built up for maybe a future like business social media page, like on Instagram or Facebook. Don't know if I'm going to go that route yet, but I do have content built up. So if I do want to dive into that, um, then you could just find me under Shelby Lane or Shelby Huffman and find me there. But I do have a website. And if you have LinkedIn, you know, connect with me on there. I love LinkedIn. Um, and then you can also contact me directly through my website. I have a contact page. So if you want a message or ask questions, you can just type it in there and I'll get it instantly. So. Well, yes, definitely. And uh, I, I apologize. I, I don't want it to seem like I was trying to be like, like, oh, you're weird for not having a social media. I just I thought it was really interesting, you know, considering I'm very old school when it comes to that, I guess. Yeah, that's re that's really cool because you don't really find a lot. Of, well, I haven't really uh, met a lot of people who have that same mentality, you know, like um, it's just like it's it's such a ingrained part of our culture and our world. So it's like I don't. I, I don't want to say it's weird. It's not weird. You're not weird. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. like, it's like, it's new and it's like kind of refreshing, you know? Yeah. Because I was, I was fully expecting to find like a whole Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, everything. <laughs> and I couldn't find anything. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Um, <laughs> but no, that's amazing though. Uh, and like I said, uh, yeah, you guys, uh, please visit her website, visit her LinkedIn, follow her on LinkedIn. Uh, and this is all for this episode. I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much, Shelby, for coming okay. by. Yeah, I love it. It was my pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's all for us today, folks. Uh, please be sure to listen to our past episodes. Tune in next week, and we will see you later. And stay hydrated and have an amazing, wonderful, awesome, fantabulous day today, okay? Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Make sure to check out all of our social medias. Feel free to send us your feedback at arts at una.edu or through the DMs of any of our social media. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you in the future. This podcast has been brought to you by UNA School of the Arts. Executive producer is Mark Gallegos, co-produced by Selena Fugate and Tyler Hankins. Special thanks to Dr. Terrence Brown and the entire SOTA staff.